Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. What's going on, people? Welcome to the post-game number crunch. As usual, I'm your host, Jake Painting, creator of the House and Growls Timberwolves newsletter. And this podcast is proudly brought to you by Canis Hoopers and SB Nation. If you'd like to subscribe to House and Growls, follow the link in the show notes or head to houseandgrowls.substack.com to grab a free trial or a $3 per month subscription. And as I sit here in an Airbnb closet in the beautiful city of Venice, I can firmly say that the Minnesota Timberwolves are the only bad thing in my life right now. And they are bad. There is some context around why they are bad, and there are some reasons for optimism to believe they won't be bad forever. But right now, they are bad. That is a fact. They lose this one, 119 to 118 against the New Orleans Pelicans. And this was a game that bad teams find a way to lose. The Pelicans aren't a pushover, obviously. In fact, they're a very, very good team right now. But Minnesota are just finding ways to lose. And this felt like that kind of game once again. The storylines were pretty obvious here. Zion Williamson was outstanding, 43 points. The referee was horrendous and probably cost Minnesota more than anything. And the Wolves continue to be an ill-fitting roster that just seems lost without some important pieces in the mix in Carnegie Town, Jordan McLaughlin and Kyle Anderson. And this game really came down to execution. Obviously, it was a one-point game. There was a lot of big moments in the clutch, a lot of big moments in those last few minutes. And... Executing is something that the Pelicans did and the Wolves didn't do. And that's why this episode's number is 4. As in the 4 turnovers the Timberwolves had in the last 5 minutes of the game. Let's talk about it more after a break. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Okay, so as I said, the Wolves had four turnovers in what was what is defined as clutch time, that being the time under 5 minutes and the score within five points in either direction for either team. 
And at the end of the day, even with the refereeing bias towards New Orleans that really took over in that fourth quarter, and the missed calls that came from that that really sledgehammered the Wolves, if you turn the ball over four times in clutch time, really you're shooting yourself in the foot with a machine gun, right? Like, it's it's really hard to beat a really good team in New Orleans if you turn the ball over a lot in the final few minutes of the game. To be transparent, the first of these turnovers that I'm counting isn't actually a turnover on the bo- in the box score, but it counts as one on the scoreboard all the same. It was the double dingus play by Rudy Gobert and D'Angelo Russell with four minutes and 10 seconds remaining in the game. At the time, Minnesota were up 106 to 102, and Gobert gets called for a three-second violation, and Russell then gets a technical foul for arguing, you know, the play or whatever he had to say to the referees in that moment. The Pelicans make one free throw out of two, so the Wolves even dodge a bullet there, and the lead is cut to three. Now, that doesn't seem very significant right now, but it seems significant when you go back and you realize that Minnesota lost this game by one point, and both of those free throws really should have been avoidable. So after that, the Wolves and the Pelicans go back and forth for a few buckets. The next play that comes that results as a turnover is Anthony Edwards' pass to Jaden McDaniels that trickles out of bounds. The Wolves are up 110-105 to at that point. Again, two points on that possession can make it a seven-point game with under four minutes remaining. And not to say that that would be the end of the game, of course. We've seen Minnesota give up bigger leads than that, and we've seen New Orleans come back from bigger deficits than that. But it really puts a nice little gap between the two teams. Ant throws that low pass that Jaden can't handle. Both of them probably at fault there. It was a bad pass. Still, Jaden probably should have uh, captured the ball and, and been able to make a play. And then the ball goes down the other end. Zion gets a soft foul call. No surprise there. And he knocks down two free throws to, to make it a three-point game again. So we get a bucket from D'Lo. After that, we get a three-point make from Zion, which is one of those things that just make you pull your hair out because he is not a three-point shooter, but he was really on fire in this game and you can't really allow a a very hot player and a very great player to have a wide-open three-point look at the end of a game when they're playing so well. But then after that, we get the next dumb turnover, a very avoidable foul on Rudy Gobert while setting a screen. Gobert pushes off on the screen. It's really obvious. It's it's soft, but it's very obvious. It's in front of the referee. He uses two hands to push instead of setting the screen properly. properly. And Zion goes down the other end and scores again to tie the game at 112. The key here, before we get to this last turnover, is that Minnesota are continuing to score on all of the possessions where they don't turn the ball over. That's why it's so frustrating. If the offense had been stodgy, these turnovers probably wouldn't have felt like such daggers. But it was really the only thing from stopping the only thing that was stopping them from opening up a pretty insurmountable lead late in the game. Because then we get to the final turnover where as I said, Minnesota have been pissing away these possessions, these possessions, too many possessions being pissed away, and the score is 116 to 116, and that's when D'Angelo Russell throws a lazy entry past in an elbow horns action that gets picked off and dunked at the other end by, guess who, Zion Williamson. The Wolves never lead again, and the game, for all intents and purposes, is over at that moment. That was with 40 seconds left, you know, 
the Wolves have a chance to really put the pressure on on the Pelicans, get take the lead. Give they give themselves probably a chance to go two for one as well if they get a quick bucket off that action. I think that's why they were setting up the Horns action because that usually uh, leads to a quick hitter kind of offensive possession. And the pass is lazy from Russell. The seal on his defender is lazy from Jaden McDaniels and it's picked off, race down the other end, dunk for Zion. 118-116 and the game ends 119-118. So Minnesota never take the lead again. Now these turnovers are notable for a few reasons. The first is that it's nothing new for the Wolves, right? Like, while they're sort of identityless for much of their game, turning the ball over incessantly is absolutely a part of their nightly output and nightly identity. So far this season, they ranked 26th in turnovers per 100 possessions, and they ranked 26th in turnover percentage. The only teams that turn the ball over on a higher percentage of their offensive possessions are Houston, Golden State, San Antonio and Orlando. That is a really poor company to be keeping, to say the least. And that is why bad offensive teams turn the ball over a lot. And that's just a fact. If you don't take care of the ball, you will not be a good offensive team consistently. So while it feels boneheaded and unfathomable to make so many bad decisions in the clutch, Really, that's just an extension of what Minnesota has been doing all season long. It shouldn't come as a surprise that it was only amplified in the biggest moments of the game against a really well-drilled team in New Orleans. The other notable thing here is that those turnovers come from Minnesota's best players, or at least what should be their best players. Two silly decisions from DeAndre Russell, one from Anthony Edwards and Jaden McDaniels combining to lose a ball out of bounds. And one from Rudy Gobert setting a really bad screen when really that's probably the best part of his game. And that's that also kind of feels symptomatic of this team's issues, right? Like, they don't have enough constant leadership from their core members and those same core members can't be trusted to make the right play at a high enough clip to be considered reliable. At the other end of the floor, you had Zion Williamson taking over, being decisive and aggressive and taking care of the ball, especially, on every single play where you had CJ McCollum making big shots throughout the night. While we've seen D'Lo and Ant do that, and I think whenever the offense is running through Ant, we see how capable he is to do, you know, to do this more often. But still just very hit and miss in terms of leadership on Minnesota's side of things. When you have a bunch of hit and miss leaders, you are a hit and miss team and you will most likely drop these close games more often than not. And that's where the Wolves are right now. They are a turnover-laden team with a bunch of leaders who probably aren't ready to be leaders, or in Anthony Edwards and Jaden McDaniels' case, they're not ready to be leaders. And in D'Angelo Russell and Rudy Gobert's case, they will probably never be the type of player who should be the leader of a good team. And obviously, Anthony Towns, I think, falls in that same bucket, but he's not even playing. So. You know, like I said, you have a lot of hit and miss leaders, then you will drop these games more often than not. And that's where the Wolves are right now. Unfortunately, their next chance to right these wrongs comes against the Milwaukee Bucks, which at this point is pretty much a scheduled loss. But 
it will be interesting to see if Minnesota can continue this fight. They did fight a lot in this game. Again, I thought they were the better team for much of the night against New Orleans. But bad teams do find ways to lose games like this. And the turnovers at the end of the game really was the way that Minnesota found to lose the game. But yeah, Bucks next. I'll be here to discuss that game. Hope you will be too.